1: Alright, welcome to another late edition of the Saints Happy Hour Patron Spotlight. It is a benefit that we give to the patrons that donate at least $5. They get in a drawing, and we pick a winner a month, and they get to talk to us uh, on a mini-podcast. And um, this week we're joined by Jason Lambert, who is a guy who... He is cool. He I, he met me at the uh, airport for the Saints following a Saints game. I think uh, Jason, I think it was was it the, it wasn't the playoff game. It was a it was a uh, it was a home game during the year, wasn't it?
2: So it was the Eagles playoff game and I was playing senior in W W L and I see this guy. Walking kind of slow, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> recognize the face. Thought it might be you. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you're like that. And then, and he's the guy that I, I tell the story in the podcast, but I'll tell it again. He was the guy. He came up to me. He's like, "Ralph, what you doing?" I'm like, "He's like, you're like, I listen to the podcast." And I'm like, "How do you know what I look like?" He's like, "Dumbass, you're on TV every Monday." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I am." So I'm not smart. And he Jason bought me a beer, and we chatted before the flight. Um, and listen, guys, donate $5. You can be in the drawing. We love it. We love all the patrons. Uh, so, Jason, uh, I want to talk to you. You have some cool – you were telling me some cool stories, which they're cool, but they're, not, they're, like, kind of depressing but interesting in a way. Like, you were telling me on uh, uh, DMs on Twitter that, like, the, the NFC Championship was, like, the worst week of your life because you had a $2,000 bet at the Saints to win the NFC at 15-1. to 1. So that cost you thirty grand, and you lost your job of 13 years. I mean, we, normal Saints, we think we had a bad week because the Saints lost, and it still hangs over our head, and we still get mad about it. But Jesus Christ, you're weak. Did you just crawl into a bottle for like a month?
2: That's about all that I could do. It's funny when I got laid off. I'm like, how can you do this before the Super Bowl? Because it's not for serving you know, the Super Bowl. And, you know, you're going to dampen my spirits before you're <laughs> You know, we go to the game, and of course, I laid down the bed. I want not be able to buy tickets for my family to go. So, you know, flights were arranged. People are texting me. You know, we're up thirteen nothing. You know, texting me which seats we're going to get. You know, different seat locations, and we all know what happened. <laughs> it was funny. You know, I'm at the airport catching the flight back to Houston. This guy's like, "Man, this has been rough." And I was like, "Yeah, Yo, you think you had a rough?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, maybe you had a, a rougher week than me." <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, just like the other two days. We're the to lose with booze at a couple drinks, and, uh, you know, here we are.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jason, the thing is, it's interesting is, you know, <clears throat> fans of the podcast, I, I had people that, that won this. You were kind of like the runner-up to Miss USA in that, like, <laughs> if the winner doesn't get to fulfill their responsibilities, the runner-up gets the crown. Like, I had people that other people won the drawing and they're like, Ralph, thanks, we love the podcast, we'll still pay our $5, but I we just can't talk about it. And, I, and like, I had the winners, like, two or three of them on the drawings for the last couple of months that were like, I can't talk about it. So I just threw out a thing on Twitter, I was like, look, I, I promised patrons that they could get this benefit i gotta record the show i feel obligated to do it i need people that are five dollar patrons that want to do it and jason was like i'll do it i'll do it so i thank you jason you filled in but i get it man people i've had a lot of people saying look we love the show we'll get back to it for free agency we'll get back to it maybe in the summer but we just can't listen right now and i had other people say hey thanks for keeping on trudging on with the podcast and doing more of them it's great. It helps. It helps us get over the ramp. So it is. It it this this ramp thing. Like it's just gonna. The only way it gets better is if the Saints win a Lombardi. If it does. If they don't win a Lombardi with Drew this year or next year or whatever, it's just gonna hang over us. And I think you just kind to It's like a sports like scar or tra- or post-traumatic. You, you you don't get over it. You just like live with it.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the way a lot of Saints fans are. I mean. I'm four years old, pretty close in age, and I saw the Saints lose to the Vikings, uh, you know, the first playoff game at home, uh, lose to the Eagles, lose to the Falcons, you know, during the Jim Moore days, primetime makes the interception, you know, he's starting down the field, and yet something you and Jude said is, no matter what happens, you have to reflect back on that season and say, that was a great season, and so, you know, I've been away, I'm like one of those – you know, patrons <laughs> yeah. you describe it. Free is back, and yeah, I got my excitement back, and you know, looking forward to what's going to happen next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is with the with these with these playoff losses is is, is you know, um, you just have to sort of grin and bear it. And and I, my thing is is the twenty the thing that that I hate about it is the twenty eighteen season was so fun and the Tommy Lee Lewis single just overshadow it. And it had so many great memories. I mean, Drew Brees, spinning, the spin move against Atlanta, the Baltimore missing the extra point, the Cleveland game, which was crazy. You know, Atlanta on Thanksgiving, you know, it was just they had so much fun to it. And I, I hate the fact that it just overshadows. And I feel like even if it had been like a normal playoff loss – it wouldn't hang over it. Like if the Rams had just won and they'd just been better, I think we'd have been mad, but we'd have just been like, oh, the Rams are better. What are you going to do? That shit happens, you know? Um, But now it just sort of hangs over. The one thing I want to say is, as a former degenerate gambler, Jason, I respect you for not hedging (laughs) on a $30,000 payday that was coming your way for the NFC Championship. You let it ride. Did you think about hedging at all?
2: I did, but at that point, you know, I had told a couple friends, and they're like, well, if you're in this far, you just got to see it out. And, you know, like you and like Jude said, you know, I couldn't see any way that they would lose. And Yeah, you know, and they're up 13, they're 13
1: it, Nothing. You're like, I got 30. Yeah. You're starting to count the money. Oh, my God, that would kill <laughs> me.
2: And, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you go back to 2011 where you felt like this team was better than the 2019 that won the Super Bowl. And honestly, I think it's the best team in the history of the franchise by far just if you look at offense and defense, um how they played throughout the year, but, you know, we know how it happened. So
1: I think I think this team by far it was the best Saints team in history. And the difference is I don't think 2011 is the best offense I've ever seen. It was historically one of the great offenses of all time in the NFL. But that team's defense was a trash pile. And they it was miraged at the end of the year because they played teams that weren't that good and we thought that it was going to be okay. But it was really it was really a trash pile. The difference between 2018 and 2009, man, is 2009 we had a – Saints had a bunch of injuries in the secondary, and they lost some dudes, but they all got back for the playoffs, and they were healthy going into the playoffs. Remember, Tracy Porter, he was going to be out for the year, but he wasn't, and Greer missed a ton of time, but they all got back, right, and they were healthy and ready to go. 2018, man, Pete breaks his hand in a fucking meaningless game, right? Ben Watson gets a pen to fucking situs. the week of the game he can't go. Josh Hill gets a concussion on the first or second series. So, now they're down both of their tight ends, and they can't run a bunch of formations that they want to run. And, you know, Ramchek was playing with a bunch of injuries. Armstead was fighting through a torn pec that probably only he...
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge...
0: Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need Indeed.
1: He's the only human on the planet that would be like, Yeah, I'm gonna play with a torn peck. So like they had all these things that like it just happened at the wrong time and they weren't what they were. And I think if they if they'd have been healthy, maybe eat the Rams, you know? But it just it didn't it didn't happen. Uh, and the, combine the not being healthy with the shitty call, and here we are. Um, yeah, that, I, was, that
2: was obviously the equalizer in the rematch. I mean, if you got the tight ends, got a o line. Heck, man, you go back to Des. my hot take is going to be uh, – I think they signed Dez, and he does well this year. I think he's going to have something to prove. I think he's super mo- motivated. I, you know, he may not have been, uh, you know, uh, as elite as he was for Dallas, but he, he could have made a little bit of a difference there in that playoff game when he need another oh. option.
1: Complete, Completely, you know, and and also remember the playoff game, Kirkwood couldn't go, and Kirkwood caught the big mm. touchdown the week before on the fourth down against Philadelphia. Yep. Like, the Saints, they didn't need that much more, you know, they, oh, but, but take away the ref call, which clearly fucked them, but they didn't need that much more. It was just, it was just like drip, drip, drip. On the sandcastle by the shore, and before you know it, it's eroded. Like they didn't need that much more to beat the Rams. I think the Daz thing is interesting. I think they're going to bring him back. The question that I have with him is his Achilles. What kind of tear was it? They're saying Rankin's tear. Now I'm not a doctor, but they say that his Achilles tear is worse because it's higher up on his leg. I don't know what the fuck that's about. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pretend to be fucking ER doctor, but they say it's worse, so I'll take their word for it. So I don't know if that's what Dez has, but Okafor came back. Ben Watson was able to come back from the 20th. Yep. So it can happen. And, you know, the Saints, wide receiver-wise, if they don't add a veteran guy or they don't dress, like, they're going to have a spot open for that. And Tommy Lee Lewis has taken a tour. The Saints may... Say goodbye to him. That opens a spot. That opens a, a spot for a returner and different things. So, I mean, they still got a lot to do. Um, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: If I told you that you could have a Super Bowl this year, but Bridgewater's a disaster, and you win a Super Bowl this year, and then you're the Denver Broncos after Peyton Manning retired like you're just going to be in the abyss in mediocrity or worse would you take the trophy
2: take the trophy in a heartbeat i'll take that over the uh jim days in the uh 80s and 90s i mean you know i think that's what made it so difficult is you know how difficult how these opportunities to get a trophy they don't come along very often and that's that's i think what kind of stings about last year so you get a chance in the super bowl you take it in a heartbeat
1: yeah and i mean look you know Here's the thing. It, 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 it's great to see other fan bases just like they're just, especially Atlanta. They're just like bubbling with rage at the Saints doing all these moves and having no cap space. And they're like, "How the fuck do the Saints keep doing this?" But here's the thing, right? When the Saints realized in 2017 that they had nailed the draft and that they were rolling in the middle of that year, the Saints looked at it, Jason. I really believe, and they're like, "Look, we have." this awesome draft from 2017 and 2016 that that propelled us, and 2017, 2018, and 2019. We have a three-year window before all these kids have to get paid and before Drew Brees hits his decline. This is our fucking time. We are going for it right now, and whatever happens in 2020 screw it, this is our window, we're doing it. And I believe that's what they thought, and that's what they're doing. And they just, you know, with Breeze, they just kicked the can down the road a little bit further. And, Jason, I'm with you. I can't blame them. Like, this is it. You, you know, if they, if the Saints churn out another 13-3 and year, they'll have equaled the window of wins between 29 2010 and 2011 right 20 they went 13 they went 13 11 and 13 wins for 29 to 2011 if they do 13 and 3 again that'll be that same window the only question is will they get a championship or won't they but I don't blame them for going for it. I mean, New England is a freak show of their contention for a decade. Like, that's a freak show. Most teams, you build your team, you get three to five years of winning and fun. Guys get old, you have to pay them too much, and it goes kaput. And, like, the Saints doing this, like, I have have zero trouble with it. I have zero trouble with it if they wanted to pay Cook and they wanted to pay Ansa and really fucking go all in crazy. Ralph,
2: you're spot on. I mean, if you thought twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen were YOLO, this is the year. If you got not only do you have the contracts, but if you look at Breeze and there's a guy, Warren Sharp, uh, Sharp football on Twitter. He he put out a tweet uh speculating that uh, Drew got hurt after uh, during the Falcons game at home because his production I went believe off. that. I totally believe, let's believe face that. It. Let's face it, I think we got one year left of Drew. We got all these contracts. It's twenty nineteen YOLO. Uh so you know, it it, it you know, 2020 and beyond, I think is a a different conversation for all, all the reasons you just mentioned.
1: Yeah, and look, I believe Reeves got hurt. And look, that's that's it's good and it's bad in a way. If he got hurt, that means that he can heal up in the off season, yep. and his decline will not be. It's it's not it's not it was it was an injury. It wasn't just he's old now. The flip side of that is the injury showed. That at forty, any little nick is going to last the whole year, and it's a problem because you just don't recover as much anymore, and you know it can go at it can go at any moment, right? Um,
2: yeah, we can have a Peyton Manning, uh, you know, Broncos kind of decline, you know, that we all saw in his last year at any time if he gets hurt potentially. And, you know, that's how I'm anxious to see how he comes out because, you know, if it's an injury, then maybe that just, uh, explains
1: it. If he wasn't actually injured, uh, then you, you know, got to kind
2: of wonder what's going on and, there.
1: And look, with Teddy Bridgewater, I believe Teddy Bridgewater can be a good, a very good quarterback post-Breeze. People may argue with me, but I like that. But I'll tell you one thing. If Breeze got hurt and had to miss – three, four, five weeks, and the Saints are rolling, Teddy Bridgewater, you'll be, you'll thank fucking God that you have him. And that would be, you know what would be, it would be uncomfortable and weird, but you know what would be, it would be great, I think, for the Saints long-term, is if, like, they would go 12-4, and and Breeze would miss a month, and Teddy Bridgewater would rock in that month. Breeze comes back, looks good again, Saints win the Super Bowl, and Drew Breeze is like, alright, clearly I'm 40, I got hurt, I missed a month, you know what, I'm leaving on top. Then, fans would be like, fuck yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, he played great for that month, the Saints went 3-1, and one. he's awesome, the Saints franchise him, and then, there's no question of the fan base, like, is he good, is he not, I don't want him, like, we're all behind him. That, to me, would maybe be the best case scenario for the Saints for 2019, but it would be weird and it could get awkward. Um... So I mean I'm I'm a I'm a Bridgewater believer. Where where are you on Bridgewater? Yeah, I think to build on your
2: optimism, if he gets the whole training camp, and Breeze does get nicked up, uh, maybe that gives Peyton a little bit of confidence to sit uh, Breeze for a couple of weeks,
1: you know, hand it over
2: to Bridgewater, uh, you know, let Breeze get healthy. Which you know you got to wonder how much confidence they had in Bridgewater last year. No matter what they say, uh, so. Uh, I'm optimistic, but also uh, the scenario you just described <laughs> reminds me of Brock Osweiler, uh when he came in for Peyton Manning. So uh, you never really know until they go a full 16 weeks and they yeah. go through the kind of the rigor of the season and the ups and downs and, and, and performing playoffs. I mean, we've seen so many quarterbacks that are good in the regular season, but to perform well in the playoffs, that really is what, you know, differentiates your elite quarterback. So I am optimistic with Bridgewater, but, you know, there's a long way to go there, I think.
1: Yeah, and look, you know, uh, with Bridgewater, he won. He, he if his field goal kicker makes a kick, he would have won a playoff game in Minnesota. So I, I, I like True. him. Um, and I will say this about Bridgewater: I think he's going to play a ton in the preseason. And I'll tell you this. And, and this is from Andrew on a phone call that we didn't tape for the many podcasts we did this week, and if you if you pay $7, you get the daily podcast. But Andrew said to me, and I totally agree with him, he's like, every good preseason game Teddy Bridgewater has this year, you can add 5 to $6 million to his salary for 2020. So, like, if he rocks it in two preseason games and the Saints want to keep him after Drew Brees retires, they're going to have to pay him $20 million a year. Like, And if you think that's crazy, just look at Nick Foles or Osweiler like you talked about. Once teams start seeing actual tape of Teddy Bridgewater looking good, his price is just going to go up, 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 which is a good thing. I mean, I think the Saints have played this as well as they can. Um, but Jason, before we get out of here, which I st- like the thirty thousand dollar bet, it just sticks in my mind. Like I, I, I would, I would, I would have been doxing referees on Twitter. My whole TV career and podcast career would be over. I would have just been a ball of rage. How you comported yourself to not do illegal activities and death threats against people and the world? I, I commend you seriously. Um, but. Yeah. Final thought. like yeah, That's where we are. You know, I always want to say to the to patron spotlights that we've done, um, what makes you listen to the show and what makes you want to support us? Like, there's a lot of Saints podcasts out there, there's a lot of NFL podcasts out there. What makes you listen to us, gravitate towards us, because we appreciate it? Yeah. So
2: I think you and Drew and Dave, I mean, you have a nice chemistry. Uh, you're obviously, you know, very articulate. And when I listen to, you know, you do the podcast. It almost sounds like me and a bunch of my friends talking, <laughs> maybe y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, and I think, you know, the insight that you provide and you're very knowledgeable, but then also uh, it's funny. And so, you know, the jokes make it a little bit different. Um, you know, it's 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 a podcast of fans who are knowledgeable, but also, you know, have a little fun doing it. Don't take it too seriously. And so, you yeah, know, that's, I think, makes your podcast a little bit different. That's why I enjoy it so much.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I feel like over the 10 years that we've done it, I feel like I have complete... Like, me and Kevin started it, and we were both ridiculous. But I feel like when Dave and Andrew joined, they were more serious when they started out. But now, I've, I've sort of infected them, and they are totally about the jokes. And of course, Andrew's still about the analytics and breaking down the film, but the jokes are sort of our number one thing, and I feel like that's been my proudest moment, is that all the co-hosts like we're all about the jokes and like whenever something happens with the Saints everybody's first initial thing on our group text is not sort of like the analytics and break it down seriously it's all like what's funny about this Oh shit! Sean Payton broke a fire alarm in Cincinnati. Oh, that's funny as fuck. Like that's where our group texts go, and it makes me so proud that. And people on Twitter are like getting the jokes and and firing us like, oh my god, I can't wait till you make fun of this and that, and that makes us happy. Um, <clears throat> and we love the community. But Jason, I can't thank you enough, guy. Um, uh, for doing this, uh, and helping me out in a pinch, and uh. I don't know what to say about thirty thousand men. I, I I feel like that would be like the equal to a death in my family like i I, I don't even know what to say.
2: So I think it's double or nothing for 2019.
1: i <laughs> uh, My wife, my my wife is going back to Vegas in June. The problem with the Saints is their odds aren't good. So like, I mean, and and good in a sense of you have to bet a lot more to win because I think right now they're like six to one, which is like, eh, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'll. Yeah, uh, they're, not good. they're not. They're not. They're not good odds. Might not take them this year, but uh,
2: you know, um, hey. I think we got uh, another year of breeze to look forward to, so we'll see what 2019 brings us.
1: Well, Jason, if you go double or nothing on your bet, we all will be rooting for you. Uh, thanks to thanks to you for supporting us as always. Thanks to everyone who supports us. If you want to be on the Patreon spotlight, donate at least five dollars a month. You'll be in the patron spotlight, and you'll get a chance to. Get a free beer koozie, which we're gonna to do to everyone that is a patron, subscriber, and supporter. That's that donates at least three dollars and twenty-eight cents. If you do that and you get on Patreon by the end of a by the by May first, you get the beer koozie. Any patron that's already on Patreon, you'll get a beer koozie too. So the short of it is, if you're on Podbean, get to Patreon. Jason, thanks for doing this guy. Thanks to all the supporters. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Patreon Spotlight.